This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This will be your packed auto pregame show of Locked On Browns. Get into it a little bit later. Uh, obviously, we, you know, we've been manipulating Pete's schedule and we've had the benefit of later starts, but uh, you know, one o'clock start tomorrow. <clears throat> I know some of you are a lot happier about that, especially those of you going to the game. Uh, maybe you'll be able to get home by a reasonable, normal bedtime. Jeff Lloyd, Browns Maven through SIs, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest story is for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. We are going to get into some Bills Browns here. Uh, but Pete, uh, you know, we talked about this all week. You said it was going to be a tight one. It was it was probably going to go down to the wire. You, you, you kind of nailed it. But, uh, you know, congratulations to you, the guys, uh, 11-0. For uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong. The first playoff win in Streetsboro history. Good night all around. Yeah, that was the first playoff game the program's ever won. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, the, the quarterback came up huge. Uh, he had three touchdowns. Uh, we had some key plays on defense. Uh, forced a couple fumbles, uh, and then they they gave us the free one. Uh, on, a, on a center exchange issue, and uh, fortunately, we were able to capitalize. I mean, we had a freaking punt sail or a punt snap sail over our punter's head. He was able to run back, uh, basically punt it back to the line of scrimmage, and then we we uh, forced the fumble on that drive, so we didn't lose anything for it. Uh, a lot of it was, you know. These kids haven't been in that type of game before, and I think the first part of the game they're getting used to it. Uh, St. V went right down the field and scored on the first first drive, but we held on, able to sort of take over in the second half because we didn't score in the first half, so it was all second half touchdowns. So yeah, huge, huge win, uh, and now we go on to play uh, Chardon at a site to be determined. Oh, okay, all right. So this is now from now on, it's neutral site. That's how it works. Yeah, they'll, I'm okay. sure they'll figure out something that's relatively in between the two spots. Uh, I think that gets announced tomorrow. And here's me learning more about the way Ohio high school football works. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, following it here, you know, obviously it looked like a tough you know, first half. You know, you guys didn't seem to be able to get your running game rhythm going. But look, you know, it, it had been, you know, a couple of softer opponents you guys had. And this was a team that could play. Um, but the thing that was cool about it was, you know, obviously 6 nothing at half and able to get them – to turn the ball over three times in the second half. And obviously the, the, the punt, because it was funny reading the tweets about that because so many different people had it, like, I don't know. Just some people who report on stuff don't know what the hell they're talking about, so you kind of have to make sense of it all. Um, but you capitalize, and, I mean, you know, you recover a fumble inside your own five to seal out a game. You, I mean, it's got to be an emotional moment. Oh, it was huge. Uh, and the hit, uh, that was, uh, you know, that was a spit out your mouthpiece type hit uh chris golson who, who plays plays safety was sort of forced into this linebacker uh due to an injury situation um was able to go in and make a huge play made a couple big plays on offense too so uh just awesome for him we were able to get the ball and and just seal it there so yeah i mean that we had they had a big fourth down conversion it looked like it was going to come down to whether or not they wanted to go for two, which I think they would have, but we were able to force the turnover, 
uh, and get out of there and, and get away with the win. So, I mean, yeah, just it was a great way to end a just an, an intense football game. Was it nice and warm up in the box, Pete? It was it was lovely in the box, I got to tell you. <laughs> Because uh, we were talking about the weather it was going to be really bad. Pete's like, well, it doesn't really matter for me. I'm up in the box. So sometimes you get the benefit of uh, the breaks in that scenario. Uh, obviously, Buffalo coming to town here tomorrow. Uh, you know, Pete, we'd hit on this the other night. They don't generally scare you. You know what they are, but they don't have a problem with that because they know what they are. They, you know, stick with it, you know, running the ball. Uh, you know, the passing game's a little bit getting better with Josh Allen. One of the biggest things, and I'll go here, I guess, from the defensive side of the ball, Pete, is A number one, you know, trying to get this guy down because he is just a big freaking dude. He moves well and does like to run. He ain't the easiest guy in the world to be bringing down, and you do get concerned, you know, with Mac and Joe. They've had their ups. They've had their downs. A guy like him rambling loose, and hopefully there is more talk of some 4-3 play this week. Look, if it's going to have to be because you just don't have the safeties, whatever. You maybe need to just start approaching this now because this nickel, this big nickel isn't working when you don't have any safeties. But Josh Allen, he's going to be a threat. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's built like a tight end, as some of us thought he should be a tight end. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he, that was part of the reason he was so well regarded in the draft process despite the notable lack of ability to throw. Um, it was all about the fact that he was that big, that mobile, uh, that impactful in that aspect of the game. So, you know, and that and that has become a big part of their offense in the way that Lamar Jackson's legs have become uh, part of the Ravens' offense. Uh, obviously, different style. Uh, that is absolutely a huge part of how Buffalo has to move the ball, uh, and it was it. They're getting a little more balance with a guy like Devin Singletary, but earlier in the year they just, you know, they weren't getting much uh, from that part of the game. So that he sort of had to do a lot more than maybe uh, people would have liked. Uh, they're getting a little bit more balance, but then he's got to do more uh, passing-wise to make it so it's a little more effective. Uh, no, uh, you know, I agree with you there. Um, and one of the weird things is, you know, you would looked at this in the beginning of the year, you know, it was Frank Gore and, you know, whatever Frank Gore is doing right now is fantastic, but you can't look at Frank Gore and say, all right, here's RB one, uh, you, you know, Singletary who, you know, a lot of people was, you know, regarded pretty well in the draft community and his team didn't pay much to a guy like TJ Yeldon brought him in, hasn't done much of nothing, which seems like a head scratcher. But they got three backs. They can kind of do, you know, obviously yelled in more of the receiver, but they can kind of throw a lot at you as far as, you know, what they can do with the backfield. Uh, you know, obviously Allen's legs. And then there's always the possibility of, you know, John Brown busting through your secondary because he's got the capability to do it. And then there's the nuanced pain in the neck, you know, that is Cole Beasley. Right. I mean, a big part of their offense is, is they want to always have the threat of being able to go down the field because it's going to open up running lanes underneath, whether it's for Allen or those backs or whoever, Colby's more of, obviously more of a, uh, you know, more of an underneath possession style guy. Um, so it, it gives them a little bit of uh, some options in that respect. John Brown's having a nice year. Um, but again, it, it, so much of this comes down to what are they going to get out of the quarterback? Is it going to be enough? Um, to sort of uh, to, to beat you because offensively 
I, I mean, de- defensively they're solid. It's just you're not sure if you can get quite enough out of their offense to beat everybody they face. Yeah, uh, there's that aspect. And like I said, we're going to bring in the other thing. And Pete, Pete, come on. How excited are you? First career start at defensive end, Chad Thomas. I mean, if that doesn't amp you up for 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, bud, I don't know what will. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got the opportunity. Um, he's got a chance you know, to have – he wants to start shutting people up. The floor is yours, young man. The opportunity is there. Yeah, um, if you're if you're of the belief that he's a good run defender, as Steve Wilkes is trying to sell you, um, you know that this could be important. It could theoretically matter uh, that he's taking away that side and forcing things back in, especially with what the Bills do. But obviously, you know, as has been a huge focus, uh, especially on Twitter, anyways, is. You know, everybody basically pointing out the fact that, you know, Jannard Avery would be in there for Olivier Vernon, and now you're Chad Thomas because you traded him away. And and I would, you know, I would add to that, you know, obviously Emmanuel Ogba, part of that equation, because that was the reason we didn't want to get rid of him, is because we thought he could be really effective and impactful uh, in this defensive line group, and he's having a, a pretty nice season so far the Kansas City Chiefs and Eric Murray Spine, I think he's a nice player, but defensive linemen are something more valuable. And this is why, because you need a lot of them. Uh, it's very easy to go through, uh, lack rotation options. But, you know, if you're trying to question uh, John Dorsey's roster building strategy, um, it goes no further than you traded away two defensive ends, one of which had to, at least one of which had to be a fit in a scheme, and now you're in a position where Chad Thomas is your your dude in a real football game. It actually counts. And one with great significance because it's 2-7, and seven and then you got to try and strap it up to go do it four days later with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And whew, it's it's a task. Uh, there's, there's a task there. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on down in Tuscaloosa, but hello, LSU. We're going to move on to a little bit more here on Locked On Browns with Jeff Lloyd and Pete Smith. Don't forget, you are probably paying way too much for your car insurance. But why pay for your car when you are not using it? Whether you commute, Ubers, Lyft, so many other avenues for transportation. Pause coverages when you don't drive and control how much you save. That's savings on demand with Packed Insurance. You can find them at PackedAuto.com. Download their app. Get a quick a quote instant save uh instantly through the app check it out packedauto.com appreciate them for their sponsorship of locks on browns pete talking with people this week talking with joe marino you know doing a couple spots you know uh buffalo radio spots the one thing it seems to the man that you can do to this buffalo defense is run the ball uh you're getting back kareem hunt this week uh the opportunity is there if you want to Run the ball 35, 40 times, you know, whether it's, you know, it's not going to be beautiful, but it's, you know, it's going to be a November day in Cleveland. Pete, do you just go here, keep it simple? Because right now nothing else is really working. So do you just kind of eliminate the process of all this other nonsense, you know, where you put the ball in the air, only one good thing can happen as opposed to several other bad things. Is it maybe just, you know, and especially with playing two games 
in you know four in a Ford in four and a half day span, however you want to work it out, is maybe just go simple here. And if we can win this game by running the ball, let's get the hell out of here, and we'll figure out Thursday night come Thursday night. Well, I'm gonna I'm choosing to ignore your Ben Albrightism, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think keeping it simple is smart. Uh, but I, I don't necessarily think that means taking the air out of the ball. I think it just means committing to a smaller section of the playbook and really focusing on the details. Now, certainly I think running the football has to be a major part of that, but I really like, I, I, I really want the Browns to one run the football and then execute effective play action off of it. I mean, if, if you brass tax it, you know, with what the 49ers are doing, that's their offense. They, they run that stretch uh, Mike Shanahan scheme uh, and, and run, you know, those stretch play action plays off of it. It's not, you know, some intricate, super complicated offense. I mean, your routes are different and, and that type of stuff um, in terms of what they're doing, but that's the basis of it. And, you know, I, I wish the Browns would establish some identity, and I think that's what they should be is – run the football and, and, and play action and try to create some opportunities for uh, Odell Beckham and, and, and some of these other receivers off of that. But part of the problem, at least as far as I'm concerned, is is the details uh, are getting lost in that they're not finishing on somebody's fakes. They're not doing themselves any favor, and it's making things harder than it needs to be. Uh, it's not necessarily the defense actually doing anything in that segment, uh, in that situation. It's entirely just not selling and not completing fakes, not doing those things. And if you do that, then I think they can get a little bit more of a, a flow in the passing game going, and they don't have to resort to some of these what feel like outlandish uh, play calls and some of the trick plays that they're going with. And it's not that they can't do certain things. It's like, you know, running weird, uh, seemingly tight end screens with no chance other than the fact that Demetrius Harris basically just – Manned up. About <laughs> sheer will uh, getting it down the field and, um, you know, like designing a play for Stephen Carlson, which, again, a better throw and, and, and catch. It actually might have worked. But that, that, that shouldn't be how this offense lives. So that's where I'd like to see it get simpler, but really focus on the details. And it, it, for me, it'll, you know, it'll, it's going to show, I mean, look, you've had Kareem Hunt back in the fold now, you know, at practice wise for two weeks. And look, look and I, I'm sick of saying the, uh, well, maybe there's too many, uh, you know, find something, you know, uh, whether there's something here in a wrinkle where you think it's going to be a great day for Odell or, I mean, find something, make sense of something here, have this offense have a tad bit of rhyme or reason um, it doesn't look like you're going to have Seals Jones, so maybe Carlson's going to have to play a little bit. If you want to go 12 personnel, which I don't know you necessarily need to do, you're capable of that. Hell, Pete, we might see some 22. Well, that's that's an option. I mean, the other option is obviously, you know, putting another receiver out there and potentially trying to stretch the bills out uh, horizontally to open up some running lanes. Obviously, again, Jarvis Landry has the capability of doing certain tight end things in terms of, uh, you know, being able to block some stuff, being able to do some, some wing things and, you know, that, that type of blocking without necessarily needing to be, you know, 250 pounds and you can do some of those things uh, and then you can use that to 
do some of delay release routes on on play action those type of things which i think would be a good 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 fit for him in terms of where he's effective on the field so yeah i mean and certainly if you want to go with some 22 stuff i i have no issue with that depending on you know how 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 they do it i think they can be smart with it to mess with tendency and and linebacker reads and those type of things to create some opportunities it's just a question of does it does it involve getting seemingly overcomplicated to accomplish something that's not really worth it it's it's just getting frustrating because it's every time i talk about this offense i, I end up taking size and it's just because it a it makes no sense because it it shouldn't be this hard. There's enough talent there, and look, you know, as much as you know, anybody wants to get on the line, it, it ain't as bad as you all are making it out to be. It's certainly not in that regards. Um, Pete, gun to your head, you think Rashard Higgins is in the play is in the game plan this week? Yeah, only because uh, only because they they talked about him so damn much. Um, if they don't, it'd be really surprising me that he was such a topic of conversation and you just don't use him again. Um, and again, this might be a function of, well, you it's going to be have... the point where Rashard Higgins has his own podcast and it'll be like, you know, Rashard Higgins on the bench or something, because this guy gets talked about almost now more than any wide receiver in this room. And, you know, you, you know, you got to send witness protection out to find him on goddamn freaking game days. Yeah. I, um, again, if you don't have, that tight end, um, you know, that 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 these they can come in and do that type of stuff. I think that may be the opening to sort of get another receiver on the field, and 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 that scenario obviously could be Higgins. So um, that's at least what I'm hoping for. Or they're maybe they're finally fed up with some of the mental mistakes that Callaway's making. Maybe it's just a matchup thing. I don't know, but uh, obviously it's a talented option you have there and have not used, and it seems like. Uh, at this point, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face. So maybe they can correct that and get something going from that aspect. It's something that's got to be done. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to get Taylor here, uh, start number two. So you hope to see a little bit more growth there. Uh, you know, defensive line, it's you, know, it, it, it lacks star power. Linebackers, again, lack star power. They all, well, maybe not. Edmonds, maybe trending on that path. But they do what they do well. Um, Pete, I'm, you know, I'm assuming, you know, you're hoping Nate Oliver is going to get more of these reps back that he's kind of been losing here the last week or two. Well, I mean, I, I'd rather he, he, he save it for another week. Um, <laughs> or, or, or but, just play so poorly that he gets traded. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Oliver's great. I think he's going to be great. I think he's playing a difficult position. Um, and, and, you know, that's one of those things where you get better and better and better is uh, he's making the right strides, I believe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Buffalo Bills have a lot of uh, talent up front in that front seven in particular. They've got a nice secondary, and Sean McDermott's doing is a really good coach, uh, especially for the defensive side of the ball. So I think there's a lot um, going for that team. You know, I just, you know, my my personal opinion is I, I I think they are going to be held back by what they're sort of limited to do offensively. You know, so that's really the question I have, or if they can get so good running the football that it's going to sort of take care of some of that stuff. He could, and this is where, you know, look, and, you know, not that Nick isn't doing, because Nick is literally 
everything right now. But if you can add somebody and the one thing, you know, that Nick doesn't do as well as Kareem Hunt and the receiving aspect, uh, it, it opens up a ton of options. But again, it's, you know, and we said it, I said it with Steven last night and being Peter said this, it's, you know, do they have the capability of basically hope opening up that entire bag of tricks? And, you know, until you see it, it's, you know, what does Pete say all draft season long? I can't, if I can't prove it, what am I supposed to do? And right now, if you say that, you know, this offensive staff isn't capable of getting it done, albeit the Baltimore game, but look, that's one out of eight right now, guys. And if, you know, if you don't have enough to prove it, what's the point of it all? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we this this season is not about moral victories. It's about growth. It's about real, you know, tangible results, and that's that's what has to happen. So, you know, I, I'm hoping we can start seeing that, you know, three weeks ago. Um, but failing that, now would be good. So, you know, they, they they've got to get through this. Well, feels like a mental block for them. I think if they get a win, that might do a lot to help uh, just sort of, you know, get them to unclench a little bit and, and get back to, you know, playing better football, feeling more confident they, they can play better football. So that's, you know, that's what this game should be about. I mean, it's, it's at home. They've got to – I mean, they haven't won a game at home yet, which is just unbelievable. So they've got to get that part taken care of yeah and this is only their fourth home game and i look i mean if you want everybody to show up thursday night i mean you better put out a quality product tomorrow we'll get to some game keys some predictions and stuff as you know we roll on through here on locked on browns pete smith browns maven si.com jeff lord your host uh enjoy you guys for being along for the ride are you the type of person that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it well, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you try to turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, and now the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sidelines and get into the betting action with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you like to bet fantasy over-unders, you have that option with mybookie.com as well. I like to do it for the primetime games. Gives you a little something extra juice to go on when you're not manipulating through the channels. You only got one game going. Uh, go ahead now and go to mybookie.com. They will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. So you put your money down. They will give you half back. If you know what you're doing here, final stretch of the regular season. Second half, you should have enough to manipulate way through there. End up with a positive at the end of the year. Visit mybookie.ag today. M Y B O O K I E dot A G. Use the promo code locked on all caps, no space. Mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's go with it this way, Pete. If the Browns win on Sunday versus the Bills. It will be because of. Well, I would say if if, if they if they win, it's because they they uh, they have found a way to be more effective in the red zone. I think you know, obviously, 
that was the key last week. That 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 is ultimately where they came up short. I think if they can eliminate some of the mistakes they had down there, be more efficient in the area of the field, you know, they they win and they would win last. They would would win last week. They, that's been an area that they've struggled in. I put a lot of that on the loss of David Njoku. I think it's a different, just a different world when he's in there. Um, in terms of red zone from last year when he was there to this year when he's not. So that's the key of the field. And, well, you, and you notice it with it because they're trying to feature Harris down there, for God's sakes. Yeah, well, there's a lot that just, you know, just seems off. I mean, Njoku, they could, you know, they, they could fade him up. They could line him up in the middle. They could find him in different spot, spots. His, just the sheer threat of him opened up something, and they just don't have that in the same way. But yeah, that that's the the area that's the that's the that's the key for the Browns at this point. If they can keep controlling the other things they've been doing, limiting turnovers, uh, limiting penalties. I don't really give a shit about penalties, but um, that that that's red zone and, and turnovers is everything for them right at this point. Uh, I'm with you on turnovers. Um, you win the tenor of a battle, you probably should have a chance to win this game. If look in Buffalo, it's you know their 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 run defense is is poor. Um, you've got the addition of Kareem on here. Uh, you have the opportunity to try and control this game from that standpoint. A, it dictates it. It shows the numbers are there. You know they're you know basically vulnerable to the run. You are now adding back who a guy who was a year ago at this time was considered one of the top five running backs in the game. You right now are pairing that with the guy who might be considered one of the top five running backs in the game. Go run the ball 230 yards, 250 yards. Take their freaking will. It's it's not like you tell I'm asking you to run against the 85 Bears. It's there. This is, you know, what their weakness is. Go get it. Um, So between that and not turning the ball over and look, you know, Baker's got, you know, I don't think Baker gives a crap how they win. So, you know, if you can, you know, run the hell out of the rock and mix in your shots when you got to mix in your shots, I don't think anybody in that locker room is concerned about how it gets done right now. It's about getting, you know, a W and getting, like you said, getting over that mental block and get a little more confidence in the room because there isn't a ton of it right now. We'll flip that coin. Pete, if we sit down and do this postgame show tomorrow, 4-15-ish, whatever, uh, if the Browns lost, it will be because... Yeah, I, I would say again, it's probably red zone. Um, that again, that has been a, a, a issue for them all year. Um, you know, obviously turnovers have been a huge problem for them as well. Uh, but th- this is another nagging issue in a game that could be low scoring. That you may not get as many opportunities down there as you'd like. So when you get there, you have to make a count. We can't be freaking trading touchdowns for field goals, which is what happened last week. Yeah. Me, it's going to be if you get past happy. Uh, I think this uh, Buffalo secondary, it's really strong. Um, you're going to Trey White. Uh, I believe now Trey White is a either a second year second year player or third year player at LSU. One of the all time greatest stay one more year in school guys. Trey White is one of those dudes. Um, and LSU is you know so it's going to be interesting whether it's Odell, whether it's him and Jarvis, or you know how they're going to do it. Uh, there should be some jaw in there today. Maybe if it continues like it's continuing in Tuscaloosa, it'll be some happy jawing. Um, that that's going to be a matchup to watch. And if you get two pass happy against the secondary, and Baker 
continues in this 19 season version of Baker, which it's, it's obviously we all know it's not the best version of Baker. This could it could be your undoing, and now you're sitting here at two and seven, trying to get everybody fired up to go do this again on Thursday night, which it's it just makes for a bad bad recipe. And the other thing, guys, it'll be an interesting week here this week with the show. Uh, we're gonna yeah we're gonna come at you hard and often because uh, you know obviously with the uh, you know eight fifteen kickoff on Thursday night we got a bunch to get bunch to get to in a you know, in a short amount of time we'll do it don't worry about that but it's gonna be an interesting week that way Pete I, as far as prediction I, I I don't think it's easy right now to have any confidence in saying Browns gonna win Browns gonna win easy um, and I think the thing that hurts me the most here as far as trying to find a way the Browns why the Browns would win is a the Browns team is Jekyll and Hyde we know it's better than we see week in week out uh you don't know if you can get more of those games like you did with Baltimore and against a team like Buffalo who just kind of does everybody kind of does their roles does their role it it, it kind of works out for them so for me I, I I don't know that I see it it's not that I don't believe what this team is I just have seen enough to know that what I think this team is in, in the Browns, it, it it's just not showing up when it comes time when, you know, the first whistle hits and the last whistle hits. Yeah. I mean, there's no consistency whatsoever. So it's difficult to know, you know, what you're going to get from one week to the next. And obviously that's, that's a key factor. So uh, look, I mean, the, the thing is get a win by any means necessary. If nothing else, you're not going through even a short week with this thing of dealing with who's getting the blame, you know, somehow, some way, somebody's got to get blamed, get a win, uh, be able to sort of take a deep breath, relax for a second in terms of that, and then get focus on, on what it takes to be a consistent football team. Uh, and look, can we just do one thing? No nonsense with freaking cleats, watches, none of this. You know, I don't care what anybody's doing. If you're six and two, I don't give a crap if we're getting flags or people are getting yelled at for uniform violations. Just wear what you got to wear. Uh, you know, it just because it ends up with so much more pile honors over things because uh, you're too uh, just whatever you go out there, get yourselves a victory and you know get a little more confidence in this building here. And you know, you know, you gotta gotta dig it out. You gotta dig out of this hole that they've created themselves. It, it sucks, but it's where it's at. Uh, Pete, eh, anything we got to close with here, bud? I, don't think I know so. it's been a wild 24 hours for you. Yeah, I mean, look, it's busy. It's fun. Uh, you know, this is what you do it for. Uh, and we'll see what happens uh, this coming this coming week. Uh, you know, this, this, this week in particular will probably be extra crazy just because the Browns play on Thursday. But nevertheless, uh, you know, we'll see. What happens? Uh, it's another good football team, different challenge. It should be fun, uh, exciting atmosphere whenever we figure out where we're playing. Uh, and then we'll go from there and hopefully the ride continues. Uh, no doubt. So, uh, you know, obviously for, you know, Pete and you know, the kids of Streetsboro, you know, uh, you know, congratulations to them. Uh, obviously, at this point, look, you know, survive in advance, survive in advance. Found a way to do that last night. Uh, you guys know we'll be here. We'll be here tomorrow. Final whistle. We will sit down. We'll record this sucker. We'll have it up for you. Uh, we'll get into everything else. Down, uh, you, you see him, uh, you know, hook him up with a drink or something. Take care of it. You know, take care of the big bro. He's coming back to town. Actually, plan this one really, really smartly. 
where he gets to come in for this Sunday night, Thursday night tilt. Steven, always proud of you, man. Think well for an older guy. I'll give you that. Uh, not losing those memory cells just yet. Uh, all of Pete's work, uh, Browns Maven through SI.com, at, at Browns Maven on Twitter. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. The show at Locked On Browns, all lowercase, uh, no spaces, at Locked On Browns. DMs are open. Follow back account. You guys know anything you need, you can hit me over there. I'm doing everything I can to try to get everybody returned and, you know, trying to do my best with that. And I appreciate everybody for all the questions, you know, you know questions, things you would like to hear on the show. It, it means a ton. And I love that you guys are all along for this ride with us. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. It's obviously anything you need to file over there. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do this tomorrow at one o'clock. We'll see where it's at. And you have to understand Baker Mayfield, and it's been a rough time. But it, this isn't the true Baker Mayfield. You've got the talent here. Uh, you know, maybe Kareem Hunt brings some sort of confidence spark that this team has been lacking. Uh, maybe you switch a thing or two on defense because you're missing some of these safeties now. Just go get it done. Um, you know, I know Pete will be sitting down, you know, charting all the Chad Thomas plays of the day. Um, so we'll be ready for all that on your locked on Browns post game yeah, show. Sure I'm already done. I'm pretty sure I've already knocked that out. I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. I got the one. He actually made it to the field on time. So there's that. Let's put it this way, Chad Thomas. Just don't flip off your own fan base again. All right. Other than that, maybe everything else after that'll be cream cheese, kid. And with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things to all ground. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.